Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We'll be sharing our experiences and all the ridiculous and hilarious truths. With that being said, let's get into today's topic. Solo auditions or audition reels. So this, this is not a new topic. I feel like we might have discussed this in the audition episode that we've done. However, as the world starts to reopen again, um, here in America for from the pandemic, uh, several people have started doing uh, prepping their audition rules and their audition materials again because the announcement that Broadway is opening in the fall has arrived. Uh, and again, like I said, that is a very complicated conversation that we're not diving into today. But I do want to talk about these reels and these, so, these uh, solo pieces that are prepped for auditions because they're like... <sighs> As I've said, me and Danielle have been doing this choreographing for a very long time. I've watched a lot of reels. I've shown Danielle some of the reels I've had to look at. And sometimes I've legitimately asked the question, are they dancers? I don't know if they can dance. Reels are not something that, especially dance reels, I don't think they are something that should be choreographed by the dancer or honestly put together by the dancer. I feel like you should hire them out. You should hire an actual video editor. And you should also hire a choreographer. Maybe you can hire them in in conjunction. I don't know. But I think it makes a very big deal when you have a professional working on your material versus you yourself. Yeah, so this came up um, because Tony and I recently um, had uh, someone actually ask us about, hey, are you available to... um, you know, create some short combinations for a reel for me. Um, and it really got me thinking about a couple of things. This is something I've never um, done before, really. And I was like, yeah, I can absolutely do that, right? Like, I can definitely, you know, make a, a couple of short little pieces and teach them to you and everything. But it really got me thinking about how many times I have seen reels where I, no, because I, I will personally know the performer, the dancer, the actor, whoever the reel is, and I see a dance reel, and I know that they are better than what their reel is showing. Mm-hmm. And it really made me think about um, why, like, there's a whole thing here. There's a whole industry in itself here of, like, have a choreographer choreograph your dance reel. And it made me think about someone recently told me, um, you know, a lot of times we are very, as human beings, especially here in America, especially as millennials, very like, no, I don't want to spend money on that. Like, I can do it myself. I don't need to spend money on that. And someone said to me, when you, when you spend money on yourself, you are actually putting yourself first, right? So you might be like, oh, but I'm like giving someone money, but you're giving someone money for a service to better you. That means you're putting yourself first. And who wouldn't want to be able to have put themselves first and have a kick-ass reel. And then that reel goes out and casting directors, directors, choreographers are like, that's the person I want to work with. 
Um, and so I was like, Tony, let's talk about this because I think as you know, more and more stuff gets introduced as reopening, um, reels are going to be important for a couple of reasons. One, they have existed far, 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 far oh, yeah. before the pandemic, right? Oh, yeah. There's always projects that want reels. A lot of summer stocks, you can submit your auditions online. They want a reel, right? A lot of um, certain projects, even like bigger projects, if they're non-equity or, excuse me, if it is a non-equity call for a bigger project, sometimes instead of doing a big casting call, they'll say, submit your material and then we'll call you. So and here's the, they even still, the reason why they are so important still is because like on mad, major projects, I don't, the creative team doesn't always have time to go across the country finding, holding auditions like American Idol style. That's, a, that's very time consuming, let alone financially, like costs a lot of money to do. That takes up a lot of time. However, I've literally seen on several major projects, like big movie musicals, where they're like, submit your reels, and on the plane to locations, or as they're doing other things, they're watching reels, you know, and or the assistant is watching reels, and then they go to the choreographer, hey, these are my top 50 out of the 200 that were sent in to us. Yeah. So, like, it is a very real thing. Also, real thing. you know, a lot of... um you know, actors and dancers, performers out there know, you know, ex even if you have an agent, but especially if you do not have an agent, you got to have an actor's access and a backstage profile, yep. no matter where you live. And when you go onto those websites, those casting websites, and you submit for jobs, they will ask you to usually submit your headshot, your resume, and the information that's on your profile, which is also videos, reels, monologues, whatever it is. So, I think that like, you know, reels have been around for a long time. And even as we shift back into in-person, they're still going to continue to be around. And I even think more so because while we're getting back to more and more in-person, there's still going to be a lot of projects that are like, mm, we're not going to do the 500 person cast, you know, non-union casting call, submit a video. Yeah. And yep. then if we like you, we'll call you back. Because I just think the industry is shifting that way too. Like, why do we have to crowd a uh, rehearsal room with 500 people waiting around all day? I'm not. Let's be clear. I got one or two projects on the horizon where I'm simply, I've already decided before this moment happened, where I was like, oh, we're just going to do some video submissions. And then for callbacks, we'll be in person. Because I yeah. just don't want to waste my time looking at it having that many people flood into a tiny building when we don't have to one safety yeah. reason still but two i'm with danielle i can't help it makes me sad that like i have probably missed out on working with some fabulous dancers just because their reels were not adequate so uh, let's talk let's bring let's talk about that first because i know um you tony actually have a personal story about this. And of course, we're not going to say names, but I remember Tony was working on a project uh, and he yeah. emailed me a reel and he said, Hey, can you take a look at this? He was, he was, um, so basically he was sent a group of, um, submissions from like the no. casting team and was like, ha the casting team was like, Hey, Tony, look at these, let us know. Right. Is that what, that's like basically what happened. Yeah. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And so Tony was like, Hey, can you look at this reel? Because I think this dancer is talented, but I'm having a really hard time telling because it looks like I, he, he was like, her technique I think is good, 
but I can't tell if she's a good dancer and it's a bad reel or if she's not a good dancer. That was a real thing. So let's, I want to talk first, first about like that type of an example where you could be a really talented dancer and why your reel might be making people go, I'm not sure if that person is talented or not. Well, the first thing that, that first of all, that is a dead on what happened in this particular situation. Some of the things, some of the reasons why this can happen is one, technique is not hard to, like, you can't fake technique. So nine times out of 10, the minute in a dance reel, a real choreographer is going to catch the technique. However, and me and Danielle have been in enough classrooms to know this, technique does not always transfer over into the emotional connection needed for dance. Yes, that's true too. Um, And also different dance styles. That's also another thing. Like you got it. Sometimes you do need a reel that has a variety of different styles. Nothing kills me more when I'm looking at a, when I'm trying to choreograph for jazz and music theater and I'm getting hip hop combinations. The two are not the same. And unless I'm choreographing a specific hip hop musical, which again, there are only like five that are widely done. Um, and Hamilton is rights are not released. So take that off your list. Um, like they're not, they're not widely done. So like, I don't need hip hop in a non hip hop submission. Um, so yeah. So like, and it's also one of those things of like, so it's technique over actually being able to dance. And it's also tricks over actually being able to dance. There are a lot of times that like, in real when you're when amateurs or non-video editors or choreographers are putting together a dance reel they will put every trick they have under the sun in that dance reel i don't need that i just i simply don't like you give me one maybe two big tricks i'm going to know that you can do them or there's going to be certain signs like uh if you do if you can do a 360 or, you know, you can do uh, a, uh, an aerial, no-handed cartwheel. If you put one, if I see that in your reel one time, I'm going to be like, oh, okay, so they have some stunt training. I don't need, I, I figured that out in the four seconds of that. I don't need the entire two minutes or minute and 30. Also, if your dance reel is longer than two minutes, uh, I'm probably going to yeah. lose interest. We'll talk about later in the episode, like how long each combination right. of a reel uh, should be. But I, I, it's just thing about it. You're showing it to someone in the end. I think that's the biggest problem with dance reels for me. You have to understand you're showing it to someone in the industry. You're not showing it to a novice. So once yeah. you show me, like if I see you hit a triple or a double pirouette one good time, I know you got turns. And again, remember, industry stat- industry standard is a double. You know, maybe a triple, depending on where what arena or what market you're in. But I Broadway is a double. I can tell you that no. Broadway is a double. Um, so I just it, again, it just makes me go. If you if you're overloading your reel with too much information or you're not putting enough information or you're putting it in the wrong configuration, I have to work harder. And one of the benefits of a video submission is that I can watch more of them. And so if I can watch more of them, I, I, I don't want to get caught watching the same thing over and over again or watching 
you not work to your, I don't want to work hard. I have 200 of these I have to get through in like a day. I don't want to work that hard. Right. So what would you say, like, why do you think like, yeah, exactly. Right. So like, I'm thinking about this one reel in particular, we both watch. And I agree. I think part of it is like, sometimes dancers are like, either their combinations are way too long and I stop after 30 seconds and I maybe miss out on everything else or B they are, you know, I, you, you mentioned like their technique focus, but the artistry isn't there. Right. So what else do you think you have seen before that leads a, a very well-rounded and even maybe even advanced dancer to have a, not great real uh oh wow uh to have it one no show clips and this can be subjective i will say this this can be subjective i am in particular a fan of i don't want all of either i don't want all studio dancing and i don't want all show dancing i want to see a bit of both and that's just because And this is why I, especially like really great dancers, really great dancers, I want to see you in a studio setting so I can see the perfectness. Because when you're in a studio, it's a controlled environment. It is literally you by yourself, which it shouldn't be, or you and a choreographer. So I'm getting the beautiful clean lines in a well-lit, you know, studio space rehearsal space so like I'm, I'm seeing the full extension of your lines the full 360 you know like I'm seeing everything the full grand jeté I get to see I get to see the technique that's what the studio shots show me in your reel I get to see your technique and a lot of time dancers won't put that they won't put any studio clips in there and so then I'm studio or rehearsal clips I guess but then I'm only left with show clips and show clips it's theater lighting, it's dance lighting, you're in a costume. So I may not be able to see your full technique perfectly clear. And so I'm I'm left wondering, do you have good technique? Is this the choreographer's doing? To why, like, you know, cause some choreographers love a flex foot over a pointed foot, you know, little stuff like that. So I'm love questioning your technique if I only see show videos. Then on the reverse of that, if I'm only seeing studio videos, I, do they have that performance? Are they giving me that competition, you know, plastered on smile? Can they emote? You know, can they emote in a setting that's not a perfect controlled environment? Mm-hmm. And like both of those, both of those things matter. Yeah. Both of those things matter. So I, when there's not a good blend of that, and maybe you can give me that clean, solid technique on a performance stage, or you can give me that true emotion in a studio space. It can be done. But if I don't see emo, if I don't see emotional connection or technique, solid technique, that is how a fab, even fabulous dancers can end up having terrible reels. Because those are the things I need to know. I, I need to know very quickly when most most gigs in general, can you pick up the choreography? Can you actually act or emote? And do you have the technique to survive this gig? Yeah. So and I think I, for Oh, sorry. Continue. No. And I can't, and the only thing I can't tell from a reel is like how quickly you pick up material. So you got, you got two, you got two, two, two things to accomplish in a reel. And if you fail at one, you're already down by 50%. So I'm going to look for the next one, honestly. Yeah. I think um, for me, when I look at a reel, it is, I want to see a short combination. Cause like you said, usually if you're looking at reels, you might have a bunch to get you. Also, 
I, I believe we've talked about this on an episode before. As a choreographer, as someone who's been doing this for a while, it's very easy to um, to be able to tell right away if someone <laughs> has technique or can, you know, can dance. So what I really want to see is, um, I agreed with you, is your ability to emote and storytell. Can I see any sort of emotion on you, storytelling, character that I know that when I put you in a piece, and this is especially relevant for musical theater, you're able to continue to carry the theme of that show with you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's super important. Also for me, just like I remember we talked about this early on during like a competition episode, I want to see you dance. I want to see transitions. I want to see you dance. And by dance, I mean... I don't want to see Ariel into, you know, a, a switch leap, into a triple pirouette, into uh, an illusion, into a split. I want to see you actually dance. And I think um, it's- All of that sounds so bad. God, I don't right. listen to and that. I, well, I think that it's very easy, especially for those who were more so starting out to go, I think it, it makes sense. It makes sense to yes. go, oh my gosh, yes, I should show- Every single trick and crazy technique thing I can do, I can always land a quadruple. I need to show them that I can land a quadruple. And while that's awesome, most of the times, 90% of the time, no dance piece, straight concert dance piece or a musical is going to ask you for a quadruple pirouette. They're just not. And that's so true. That is so true. Because I was thinking, as you were saying that, I was literally being like, I cannot think of it, of any setting other than like a very specific concert dance piece where I need to see you do quads. No, there's just not, there's not a single, no, no. There's no time in the music. There's no time in the music. And with, with musicals, there has to be consistency over performances. And quads are, even if you're the best dancer in the world, you're not going to hit quads for every performance. And so I think that I think that one of the biggest things, so I think that that's, that's something that you need to think about when you go to, to say, it's time for me to have a dance reel, is I want to see you dancing, legitimate dancing, transitions, yes. artistry over technical ability, I, I need to see technical ability, but I don't need to see only technical ability and tricks. Um, and I think that that's an easy trap that also younger performers, and by younger, yes. I don't even mean age, I just mean younger to the industry can fall into. Yeah. Um, I think another trap is, um, and I think we are all guilty of this at some point in our life, we have all done this. We've done the, well, this is the style I really like. So I'm going to do it for my reel. And sometimes that's yep. not putting your best foot forward, right? Yep. It's really easy to go. I, I went to a class and I learned this combo and I just, I loved it. I love the music. I had such a great time. I'm going to do that combo for my reel. That doesn't necessarily mean that you are, that you are performing at your best. You can love a piece, you can love a style, you can love a specific piece and want to emulate it and practice it, but that doesn't mean that you look your absolute best. And I think that as, sorry, I was going to say, as with any job in any industry, 
you need an outside perspective to look at you and say what looks good and doesn't. Because at the end of the day, it's an outside perspective that's going to watch these reels and decide, do I want to give this person a contract or not? And, and But you know, you brought up a really great point there about like, just because it's a style that you love may not be the right style for your body. That's why, one, that's really why you need an outside source to look at, to create your your reel, be it dancer or video editor, um, be, I mean, choreographer, video editor, because there's also like, and this, this is a, something I see a lot of times with young dancers, they will take a workshop or a drop-in class of a, stir, of a new style, absolutely fall in love with it, and then want to put it on their resume. But this goes back to my statement of you're showing someone that's in the industry. Nothing kills me more when someone says they're doing a Fosse piece and there's not any Fosse in it. Yeah. Nothing kills me more when they say they're doing a, a, a Horton piece or... Um, for me, Lamone, because I have the most training in, in, in Lamone and Muller, Jennifer Muller style. So, like, I've trained, like, I've trained, those were my college years. So I have a lot of training in both of those styles. Um, so, you're, you're not going to fool me on floor work. I know if you're doing floor work bad, or I know if you're an amateur to floor work. And so, that's, yeah. that's my thing, is that you get someone that's, like, new to a style but they really love it and they put it in their reel and honestly you need a choreographer to be like i i get that you love this it's not you're not ready to present a lamone floor section to someone like you're still not getting like i I said this to uh, a student of mine you're not getting in out of the floor strong enough yet like i can tell i can see where the gaps are why are you showing this? You you just started learning this style versus they've been doing Horton for years. And the transition from Horton and Lamone is a huge thing. But I was like, so you're just not, you're not there yet. So you're putting something, you're just being very naive to put that in your reel. When just like you said, Danielle, it's an outside source. It's an outside source yeah. that's going to give you the job. So I, I would caution about putting styles that you are new to that you're, you know, that you've yet to master, I had to use that word, but I, I that you, you've yet to have a strong understanding of in a reel. That gets very dicey very quickly. Very, very no, dicey. It's, it's true. So what, and then before we get into the next part, I just also want to say like on the flip side, which is something you kind of brought up, right? Like a style you're new to. I, you know, I feel like we kind of talked about like, oh, the person who's a really good dancer but their reel doesn't look good. But what mm-hmm. about the person who's a mover, who's an actor or singer first, but wants to have a dance reel because we are able to move. We want to show we're able to move. I think that that is one of the most important times to oh, yes. hire a choreographer to help you out. Because as a choreographer, I know how to make a mover look awesome. Yes. And I am able to cultivate a combination or a piece for you where you are able to show the technique that you know and show it extremely well. And you're able to use everything else in your acting and singing abilities to show your artistry, your emotion, your storytelling to make this look like, wow, I can't even tell that they're not a dancer. 
And I think one of the traps that movers fall into is like you just said, is like, oh, well, I really like to do this style. I go to this class all the time. So I'll just like do a quick little combination and do that. And it's like we said before, you, (laughs) you know, you need to think about, you need to think about where your abilities lie. So with that being said, what can you do? to be able to have a fan. So we talked about the things that maybe you shouldn't do or the faults that we've seen in dance reels. So what can you do to have an awesome professional looking dance reel? Number one, hire the professionals to help you create your dance reel. As we said, when you are investing in yourself, the outcome is going to be tenfold. I have said this also from personal experience. When you invest in yourself, when I pay some another professional money to invest in myself to make myself look better and be better, the return is tenfold. So you brought up a good point when we were before we start recording, where it was like you wouldn't take a headshot yourself. You go get professional headshots. This yep. is no different. Yep. This is no different. Um, I, 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 I cannot agree more with you. You hire the professionals that do this for a living. Like you just do. And my 1.5 or like my zero point to this one, save, have videos of everything. And I say this from personal experience where I've gotten burned as both a dancer and a choreographer where I was waiting for them to send me video of performances. I, there are pieces right now I'm still very sad. I have no video recollection of for my own personal archives. After getting burned Same. with that twice, I will be in, I have, like I said, I will be in, I will never finish a rehearsal out without getting a mirror recording and a, just a full on recording myself. That's just on my cell phone. And I still take performance videos and things like that. Like all of that, all of that good hoopla. But I have so many, like at this point, I have so many dances archived that like sometimes I pull them out of the woodwork. Sometimes it's a perform, it's a choreography that I created for a musical that I'll use for a class or like, but I have so much video that when it's time for me to create video submissions of my work, I have so many options to pull from. And, and like, again, I don't edit my videos. I have a... um. I have friends that are video editors that I send all my clips to and they edit again. I hire the professionals, but I would say I would say that is also one of the big caveats that I would give to anybody as they're putting that reel together. The last thing you want to do is not have enough video or enough options because you might put what you see down in front of a choreographer and they'd be like, Oh, you're missing this. Why can't I, I, I don't see you doing any extensions or I don't know. I made that up, whatever. And you go, oh, I ha- I did that in this one piece, but I don't have it. And now you're waiting for someone to send you video of something like that. That becomes a whole Shabbat and shebang. And just so just get as much video as you can. Yes, sometimes you have to deal with copyright issues. But like usually for reels, you can get around that by not showing full pieces. So, yeah, hire the professionals is my number one. I'm with yeah. you on that. I just think that when you hire the professional, um, like I recently got hired to do a dance reel for someone. And I said, okay, what are you looking for? And she said, a jazz combo, a contemporary combo. And if you do tap, I would love to do a short, tiny little tap thing. 
I do teach tap. I do know tap. Yep, I can do tap. Because the thing is, you're able then to see the different professionals who are able to do different things. And if you really want to tap, really want a tap section in your reel, and you're working with someone who does not do tap, hire someone to do tap. Give them, if you're like, I just need 16 counts of rhythm work in tap shoes, give them 75 bucks and let them give you an awesome rhythm section in tap shoes. Yes. Um, I think that because the thing is like, when you tell me this is the level I'm at as a dancer or a mover, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I can do. This is what I can't do. I can use my ability and everything that I've you know worked on and learned and cultivated to create a piece for you that's going to put paint you in the best light. And then you don't need to stress about it. You don't need to be stressed about what am I supposed to be doing, right? And so I think that that's super important. And I think that, you know, you might be like, oh my God, how do I, you know, how do I do this? Where do I even go about doing this? If you're in the industry, ask your friends who are, who are creative professionals, ask them to reach out to their contact. Because I will also say that as a choreographer, there's an awesome market here to work with professional performers to create like kick ass reels for them. Oh, yeah. And I'm still able to build my skill set as a choreographer, continuing to want to put my style and my ability out there. Now, the biggest thing about this, and I've kind of alluded to this already, invest, invest in someone, you will invest in yourself. You are going to have to pay for this. But like we said, you're paying most likely three to $800 for headshots. Right. There are some that are higher, but yes. yes. Mostly three to somewhere between the three to $800 range. Maybe you get them a little cheaper, maybe not. You're going to have to pay your choreographer a significant amount. And by significant, I just mean make it worth their time. If you want a great piece, you need to give out a little bit of money. And there are, there, there are ways that like, I'm, I'm basically saying don't turn around to a choreographer and go, Hey, can you create a dance reel for me and I'll pay you 50 bucks? That's not going to fly. If you want someone to really take the time to create pieces for you, you need to work with them. That's just a little tidbit because I feel like sometimes people are like, my number two is investment. So my number two overall is investment. Right. You're going to have this dance reel for a while. And I think that when the money thing comes up, it can get very like, Oh, another thing I have to spend money on. Yes. I can definitely understand that. However, like said, it's going to pay off. And the, the and again, from personal experience, I have created, I, what some, I was submitting for it, and this is several years ago now, I've learned my lesson, and I share this, this message as often as I can. I was submitting for, t- to several choreography things, and I was not getting anywhere because they were constantly asking for video of my work. Yeah. And I was getting caught with, see, it's behind copyright. It's behind copyright. I'd work on a musical. It's behind copyright, you know? And so I was constantly in this debate of trying to get my work. That's one why I record videos of everything too. But like it copy, like it just became so convoluted that I did not have video of my work. And so I took about $500 of pop and I created two dance concept videos of my own, own choreography. I hired my dancers. I hired my spaces. I invested in myself. Those videos have gotten me work. 
So the reason why I say it's not just, I don't think of it as just paying someone, it's an investment. The better my video, the more work I will get. Yeah. That is the best way to look at it. And, and I, I, I get it. Yep. It can be very expensive to keep putting money into your career. However, I can't tell, like I said, like we said before, we've told you the horror stories of people we didn't hire because they had bad videos. Do you want to get eliminated just because you didn't take the time to find a choreographer that you could pay a couple bucks to? Not a couple bucks, but like that you could pay to give the time and skill to? Because one of the big things about choreographing a, a uh, uh, choreographing for a reel, I know you're going to be submitting this. So I'm going to put my best foot for it. One, just like Danielle said, my reputation is also on the line. One, two, people are going to see your reel and they're going to be like, oh, that's good. That's actually some good stuff. And for me, it worked in the reverse. My dancers from my, my, and again, it was purely like I told them, this is what I'm using this for. I want to create to tell the story, but I want to be able to have something to submit when I submit for things. And those dancers in turn were like, that's cool. But like, can I use this? I look really good in this section. Can I use this for my reel? Absolutely. So I was networking and building relationships. So do not underestimate what a solid investment can do in yourself yep. and for your career. Absolutely. Just, and like you just said, that. on a choreographer front, if you're a choreographer listening to this and you're like, wait a minute, that sounds awesome. Like I want to create, like, like I want to work on dance reels. That is another way as a choreographer for you to have footage. Yes. You are creating this piece for some, this, these combinations for someone to use for their reel to get jobs you can then also use the same the same material for your reel, for your choreography reel. Yep. And if you are putting that person in their best light, then it's also showing you as the choreographer in your best light. So these are all twofold, but I agree. I think at the end of the day, this biggest thing is like, it's an investment. Your reel is an investment. And if you have a kick-ass reel, it is going to completely change what ends up happening in your professional life. It will. Because like we said in the beginning, we have both seen reels where we're like, I don't know if I want to work with this person because their reel doesn't look great. And then sometimes you end up meeting them in real life and you're like, damn, you're an awesome dancer. That or, me. you know, you're an amazing mover. What happened? And so that brings me into my number three, time. And so time falls under twofold. Take the time to give yourself a good reel. It, you may not have a reel overnight or a great reel overnight. You may not have a great reel in two months. You don't yeah. want an outdated reel, but yeah. you also like, don't, and this is why I say take videos of everything, invest the time and money into it, like invest money, but you also have to invest time because you might know, again, you don't want to, and this is something I caution against when it comes to time, see a submission and then like run into a studio and then submit something the next day. That's gonna happen when they wanna see their material anyway, but you don't wanna do that with the reel that you that you have. You don't wanna, you don't wanna create a reel overnight. Yeah. You don't wanna rush it. Like you, you simply just don't. Um, and that is a mistake I've seen made tons of times out of younger um, performers is that they create a reel like in a weekend and they, it just, it's not good because they rushed. They're, they're, they're just, there's just not some basic elements in there or movers are pretty good about doing that too. 
where they'll just put one combination that they learned in a class that they really like and it's just it's not enough so yeah. they just end up at a, at a strong disadvantage um so please invest the time into actually creating the reel that you want and that's going to be worth your while yeah second to Moral. that okay, how yeah. long oh no i was gonna say don't be giving us long reels guys oh yes we did we did say we would talk about this don't so- give me no long reel if you have a dance reel and you want to do multiple different styles in the reel, no more than 32 counts. Yep. No more than 32 counts of style. You need enough to be able to showcase you in that style. However, you don't want it to be too long and drag on. It, and that's it. Yes. At 32, that's a good measurement of it. Because again, you're not creating this for an audience. Dance reels are not for audiences. They are for choreographers and directors. Yeah. And think about like, if I don't need to see a minute of you doing anything. Exactly. I was just going to say, think about, um, you know, if you are a singer or if you ever, you know, if you're not just a dancer and you ever, you know, sing for auditions as well, in person, online, doesn't matter. 16 to 32 bar cut. Same thing with the dance reel. I need, I need 32 counts. It's the same thing. 16 to 32 counts, probably 32. Cause 16 is going to be like, bam, like over in two seconds. So I would personally say 32 is enough to showcase. Oh yeah. Like anything that's 16, like that's a good, a good pose or something, but like, eh. Yeah. Um, 32 is a solid number. Yeah, but I think like you want that. So moral of this whole episode Keep it short, 32 counts of style. Hire the professional to help you paint you in the best light so you can book the best jobs out there. Record, save and record all of the work you yes. do yes. so that you have that, which is also great too if you're in a position where you're like, I really don't have any money at all right now to hire a professional. If you have good footage, from studio work or shows, you can at least have that for now. And it's always a backup Mm -hmm. because sometimes choreographers are also going to say, do you have anything else you can show me? Yep. And that's, you always want that backup. But when you invest, investment is the theme of this. When you invest in yourself, the return is tenfold. They say this on financial things, right? Like, oh, if you put an investment in, if you play with the stock market, invest, you know, invest, invest, you're going to, it's going to go up and grow and grow. It is the same thing about you and your art and your profession. I'll try to share some of these on our Instagram, like just other dumb video submission things. Like make sure your videos are labeled accordingly. Make sure your name is on things. Like I, and I only say that because like I have seen firsthand people send in video submissions that just like don't have their name on it. Or we won't have, like, the content information will be slightly wrong. Or, like, it'll be weird digital, uh, like, um, graphics in the in the video that, like, where we it'll be, like, your name is in white. And we can't see it because it's up against, like, a white background. Like, the, the, again, investment. A video editor is going to catch all that stuff. A video editor is going to be like, so, hey, you sent me 17 videos and only two of them are actually labeled with your name. Or the finished video. I've had people send videos to theater companies and their literally their names aren't on the actual video files. So like little things like that, I don't make me work hard. 
don't make me work yeah. hard and have to dig through emails to find like little stuff like that. Yeah. And that was, that one actually came from a cast. Like I've had that happen, but like there are several casting directors have been posting about stuff like this because the industry is kind of opening back up. So there have been several ridiculously funny ones where casting directors are like, really? Can you please stop doing this really, really dumb thing? It's making our jobs harder because we want to hire you. I think that's, I I am with Danielle. Investment because we want to hire you. Think of every audition I I run, I always want to find the person in the first five minutes. Never happens or rarely happens but I want to find them in the first five minutes. So if you show me a kick-ass dance reel, the first video, like if that's the first video I look at, I'm like, great, one slot already filled. Sweet, call her back, get him in here, you know? So yeah. I definitely say investment, investment, investment. Yeah. So that brings us to our tip of the week. Um, this section is all about just a general tip or something enjoy, some type of enjoyment that we'd like to give you all. My tip of the week this week is... Never underestimate a good, simple show and a good, simple choreography. Uh, good, simple choreography. I um, recently saw a Vegas style, a Vegas show. And technique-wise, insane. Some of the best technique I've ever seen in my life. Complicated choreography, not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Yeah, I agree with you. Sometimes but, simple, but is simple better and clean. And it was so clean, and it was such a show where I was like, "Oh, this is such a smart." And granted, it was done like a group that has done like three or four different Vegas shows, but they were like, it was so simple and clean, and it was a show that I'm like, "Oh, their bodies aren't going to hate them a month from now when they, ha- you know, they've been doing this for two shows a day, three shows a day. Like they're they're in a they're in good shape to make this happen." You know, and that to me is, that to me is so important. Um, that to me is so important. So what about you? What's your tip of the week? Oh my gosh. I don't really, I don't really know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think, um, you know, I guess like along, I've been just thinking about this a lot. So along the same lines as this whole episode is really, you know, when you are getting ready to create a dance reel, have it created for you, or even as you start looking toward more and more auditions that are going to come out. Cause I think I said this, like, before we started performing, I feel like, you know, everyone always says, Oh, audition season is like January to March. And I feel like this year because of COVID and things starting to reopen audition seasons about to be like July to September, really take the time to invest in yourself practice your vocals, take your voice lessons, go to class, you know, do an acting intensive if if you can afford these things, use any online resources that are free, you know, just practice on your own and really think about what is it you want to portray to people when you go to auditions? Who are you as a person? What are, you know, again, along the lines of putting your best foot forward and just really thinking about like, what kind of jobs do you want to book now? You know, we're about to come out of this pandemic and like, yes, I totally get people want anything and everything, but still train staying true to who you are, because that's going to help you in the long run. Easier said than done might be like, oh, whatever. She thinks she knows everything. And obviously take the job, but also just be aware of like, how you feel when you accept certain work and how you can really think about what is it that I'm trying to do right now. Well, that's it for us. The curtain has closed on this episode, but we hope that you will join us next week. And every week after that. Episodes come out every Thursday. You can find us on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.
We are at Point PYG on all social media platforms. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Yonko Angelo. See you next week on Point Your Toes, the adventures of NYC Games.